mean, you've been putting in work for so long. Putting in a lot of work. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Putting in Work. I'm John Peck, and this is episode 17 of the show. Right now, I'm either on a plane to San Francisco or I'm in San Francisco, so that's really cool. I'm recording this ahead of time, obviously. There's a couple episodes happening to get things out ahead of time, but I've also got a couple planned to do while I'm over in the States, so I'm really excited to bring those back and show you what I've got cooked up. But today we have an old friend of mine, Dylan Kelson, uh, had his wife on here earlier, Emma, a designer, but Dylan is on the show because his punk rock band Foley has an album out. It's called Hey Don't Worry About It. It's really cool. If you've ever listened to the show before, you might already be a fan of Foley because I've used their song called The Breakup Song as the outro track for this podcast. So there's a fun little bit of trivia. As long as I've known Dylan, he's always been in bands, but Foley uh, stands out to me from the others just because they're doing so well. They're touring a lot and they've recorded two really cool albums. So Dill's got a lot to say about the steady progression that he's seen through a career in, in drumming, but it's more of a lifestyle for him. You can see there's just a real passion for the music community that he's part of and I guess a love for the music, which is really cool to see when someone can combine that with a way to make a few bucks. So here is Dylan. He introduced me to Mass Effect, so I love him forever. Enjoy the show. Yeah, so you've got this national tour happening. National tour, yeah. Very exciting. Pretty cool. Very cool. I think it's nine dates and we're even going over to Perth, so which is wow. which is a rare occurrence because just because it's so far to go to. And this so. is like your tour, right? You haven't done that before in that in that size? We've toured pretty big, but um, we've never gone to Perth by ourselves before. We usually, right. um, I don't think we've ever gone to Brisbane by ourselves. Oh no, we've gone to Brisbane once before by ourselves. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we usually just do like Adelaide, Sydney, Melbourne, Tassie, Canberra. So um, to do a tour with Brisbane and Perth as well is awesome. So cool. So Foley, you've been with Foley for what, like two years now, three years? How How's that? I think it'd be going on four now. Yeah. Four years. Four right. years. Yeah. We um we had a long kind of warm up time before we released any music. And uh, where did the name come from? Um, <laughs> we uh we went through heaps of names before we um settled on Foley. Um, but uh, I think it was just a shared love of wrestling. Yeah. And uh, the wrestler Mick Foley was a common favorite of all three of uh Mick, Tom, and me. So uh, yeah, we just thought Mick Foley was awesome, so we just thought we'd call our band Foley. Yeah, shout out to Mick Foley. And I'm, yeah. I assume that the exclamation mark was inspired by Panic at the Disco. Uh, no, but um, <laughs> that's appropriate. Yeah. But uh, no, like we we did some research and there were a few other bands called Foley, so we thought we'd <laughs> differentiate ourselves with an exclamation mark. Yeah, ex- exclamation marks are really extreme, so it works. Yeah, yeah. All capitals as well, you know, just in case it's not distinct enough yeah sure so let's let's go back a little bit and talk about how you got to this point with foley so since i met you you've always been in punk bands uh even as a teenager and i guess you and tom who's in this band with you now you're kind of like the tom DeLong and mark hoppus of the southwest victoria (laughs) punk scene so uh talk me through your kind of experience as a drummer from the very beginning? Yeah, I mean, we can rush through the boring parts if you, yeah. you want to, but, you know, just, I guess, it's it's the been highlights. such a steady progress, like, there's no overnight success here, so 
just I guess how each thing led to the next. I remember sitting on the school bus on the way to school in high school with uh, my two mates, uh, Tom, who's I'm still in the band with now, and Jade. And they were both learning guitar. Like Tom was learning bass, Jade was learning uh, electric guitar. And they were talking about starting a band together. So I was like, hell yeah, like I'll join a band with you guys. I'll be the DJ. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, big Limp Bizkit fan and all that. But um, that didn't work out, of course. So then I decided, hey, I'll just play drums. So yeah, I started playing drums with the high school band with those guys, New Recipe for Toast, who um, M, my now wife, she thought up the name, which is really cool. That is cool. And uh, yeah, really cool. So then um, we did that for a few years and then me and Tom moved to Geelong so the band kind of broke up I think Jade moved up to Brisbane or something or we just moved apart and then uh me and Tom became friends with you actually and Bernie mm. and uh in Geelong, we yeah. started in Geelong going to uh, Geelong Deacon so uh we started a band called First Aid Case and then uh yeah and then I moved to Melbourne so First Aid Case kind of broke up I don't think we ever really broke up, just kind of... <laughs> just kind of faded out. Faded out. Yeah, so then I was playing uh, with a band made up with um, some mates from back Warnable Way and a couple of Melbourne mates, and we were the Crumpburgers, which was just like a punk rock band, kind of like Friends of Rom and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, really kind of, really fairly raw. Raw, yeah, really kind of punk, uh, yeah. dark humour, just kind of, you know messing around kind of thing not taking ourselves seriously and just having a good time which you know i really enjoyed it was kind of that point where you were playing kind of real gigs would you say at the, like compared to the previous band uh yeah like you know like playing shows at the tote and uh just really cool venues around the city and stuff like that playing with lots of cool bands playing on like little punk festivals and that still like you know never taking ourselves seriously just kind of yeah just doing a lot more of it i guess Probably four years ago, uh, we were playing a Halloween gig at the Reverence Hotel. We just um, met this guy called Mick who played in a band called the Fisticuffs. And, like, they were really similar to the Crumpburgers and, like, you know, just kind of jokey punk songs. Um, oh, it was just all these, like, really crazy, like, um, kind of tongue-in-cheek kind of, you know, kind of taking the piss out of punk rock, but also being punk rock. Anyway, that band was kind of falling apart. So when we asked Mick for his band to play, he said, oh, no, the band's not doing anything, but I can play acoustic if you like. Yeah, sure. Mick came, played, he was great. I think he did acoustic um, versions of his punk band songs. And then um, then we played whatever, kind of went home. Uh, a couple of days later, I get a Facebook message from Mick saying, hey, like, I really like your drumming. I've got these demos that I wrote. Just wondering if you'd want to have a listen to them, if you like, and maybe jam together. So I had a listen and I was just blown away. Like, I was super, super stoked with, like, the songs. Like, um, like easily, like, I was, like, an instant fan mm. of the songwriting and everything. So then over the next week, I just set up the drums in my living room and just, like, you know, press record on my phone and played along to the songs like as I was playing them off my phone and yeah is that like the equivalent of the cassette tape recording yeah. from back in the <laughs> yeah, day yeah definitely <laughs> so I um and like he was just playing acoustic and he's you know like yeah he wasn't right. in time he was all over the place so 
you know, my drums were kind of not in time and all over the place, but, you know, I slapped them together and then sent them back to him and said like, you know, dude, I love your songs here. What do you think of these? And he was like, oh my God, yes, let's do this. So yeah. So we just started jamming together in, um, in my lounge room at, uh, at me and M's place in Armadale. And then we decided, oh, should, should we get a bass player? And we kind of, you know, hummed and hard about it for a long time. And then I was like, I got a mate who I've been playing in bass with for my whole life. And yeah, we got Tom and the rest is history. That's cool. So with Foley, I guess it's been, from my outside perspective, a band that you maybe have taken more seriously, or you've definitely had a, a bit more quote unquote success with, with Foley. And what's been the difference there between kind of that one and the previous bands i guess kind of a lot of it is like you know right time right place you know like we're in melbourne such an amazing music community like it's so easy just to get gigs to book gigs just to you know make friends with other bands and you go to a show and like you're at other people's shows and they come to your shows and so that played a big part of it and another part was just like i think just mix songwriting was just so good and just people really kind of connect to the songs. So if you've got great songs, people, you know, are kind of interested in you and interested in your stuff. And I guess it really gave like me a push to kind of really work on everything more and, you know, like work hard on doing like, you know, art for the band and putting together shows. And we all just value this a lot. Like we want to, we want to make it great Mm. and we can see the potential. And we just have so much fun, so we just want to, you know, what can we do to kind of keep doing this and keep making it fun? And... Yeah, that's cool. So looking at it with retrospect, I guess, was the start of this band and the trajectory in terms of the work you were putting into it any different from the previous ones for you to kind of take off a bit quicker? I don't know. I guess so, yeah. Like um, like with the Crump Burgers, like I, I, I did the the t-shirts and sometimes did flies and that, but I definitely had a more kind of backseat role to it. Like I was there and I was involved, but I wasn't kind of, you know, really like, you know, pushing things and making decisions. I was just like a lot more kind of just casual with it. Would you say that you guys, the three of you have taken a lot of ownership over Foley and that's partly been what's made it such a, a winning formula? Definitely. We all really care about, you know, the band and, you know, we're like the best of mates. So, and it's not like, you know, like a, a lot of bands, you know, like they're a band business and all that kind of stuff or they're, you know, like replaceable members and all that. If if we broke, if the band broke up today, we'd still be best mates and we'd still hang out all the time. It's just that winning combination of bands and friends just doing what we love and enjoying you know like going on tour and stuff like that definitely making making records together and yeah and so how's that going like you've toured probably a lot more with volley than you had in the past and is that what you always kind of wanted to do in the band and is it what you expected yeah well i guess you know never really thought about it <laughs> i think um i think like with the crumpberg is like a maybe we did like one show in sydney and then maybe one show in mount gambia and like that was it so, yeah, outside of Foley, I'd never really experienced kind of touring or, you know, interstate shows. But um, we were really lucky when we started out. Um, we became good friends with a band called Max Goes to Hollywood, mm-hmm. who had um, made up of guys from the Warner Boy. Yeah, they were releasing an album when we were kind of, you know, still relatively new as a band. And that organized like a tour. 
and they took us along. So they really kind of showed us the ropes and showed us how easy it is to kind of to book a tour. Like, you know, you want to play in Adelaide, you know, just just go there and do it kind of thing. Well, I guess they gave us the connections, mm. like the people that we could talk to say, hey, we want to come over and play a show and would make that happen. So, yeah, we were really lucky to kind of get that boost right from the start. And, uh, you know, ever since then, it's just, you know, it's, it's just built on that. Like, you know, other friends' bands like Foxtrot, taking us on tour and then like the heartaches took us on a massive tour and uh yeah and then in between that we just tour for ourselves and just build on that but and how much is the networking side of that a factor in being able to get those shows is that something that ziggy and those guys in max goes hollywood taught you or was that something that you would kind of been learning over over time anyway i guess it's one of those things it's just like you know the music scene's such a community and um you know, if you don't contribute or if you don't respect that community, then you're just not going to get very far at all. It, I guess it's just really apparent. It's not really like an obvious thing that we ever really thought of. It just kind of happened, I guess. What do you mean? Like, is that something you mean where people see who's in it for the right reasons and they see your work ethic, your attitude compared to others who are just out for themselves? Uh, kind of. I think it's more just you become friends with people in different towns and then... right. Like that, that's it. And then, you know, like, you know, if you've got a positive relationship with someone, then the, all the rest kind of just follows. Cool. So looking at what Foley is now, you know, taking taking everything pretty seriously, but having a lot of fun, how does that compare to like the very early days where you and Jade and Tom were just mucking around and playing at, I don't know, freezers and whatever underage gigs were happening around Warrnambool and, and Port Ferry or whatever. Like, is it the same? Is it essentially the same or yeah. is, is there some big differences? It really feels exactly the same. Like, um, <laughs> like even if you kind of like, I'm not sure how it is with really big supports, but like some of the sports we've played, it just, it just feels like, a, you know, like another show kind of thing. At least everybody we've met is just doing it because they like just playing gigs and that's how it's always been, I guess. Just people having a good time. Yeah. And I think most musicians that I know that have played in bands have kind of dipped in and out of, of music, but you've always been in a band as long as I've known you, or at least it's felt like that. Yeah. Is it just something that you make time and make an effort to be part of, or is it kind of just something that's happened for you? Because it, it seems to be a very central part of who you are to be in that kind of scene and that kind of community. Mm. I guess I just really love the, like, I guess the creative outlet and just like, I love going to shows. I love being involved in shows and, you know, I love like doing art and stuff and being in a band like facilitates, you know, being able to do that art. Back in the day, I I wanted to run my own, you know, clothing label or a t-shirt label kind of thing. Being in a band is basically that, like, you know, (laughs) it's, it's a, it's a merch label, you know, it's really cool. But, um, put Foley on there, do some cool art and, you know, kids are wearing it and it's, you know, super cool to see that. Yeah, that's rad. Does it ever feel like a grind or do you come at it with such an attitude where it's just always fun and it never feels like work? Um, it, it can, like, definitely be exhausting. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, you can't be bothered going to Weekly Jam or whatever. Um, or sometimes you're kind of on tour and you're just kind of, like, sitting in a car and you're just kind of like, you know, oh, I'm a bit over this, but... It never really gets to like a really negative point where it's like, this is not worth it, you know. And even like those times like you're sitting in a car and you're kind of like, oh, this kind of sucks. Then, you know, you're surrounded by your mates and you have a laugh and, you know, it's all good. 
the kind of, I guess the low bits, they don't last very long at all. Like mm. they're just like, you know, a brief thought like, oh, this sucks. I'd rather be at home chilling out on the couch. Then you're like, oh, wait a minute. I just played a show to like heaps of people in Sydney and now we're driving back to Melbourne. Like that's really cool. Yeah. I guess the people who, who that does get the best of are the ones that, that fall out of it. But if you can find a positive attitude, it probably makes it really worthwhile yeah. to get through. Yeah, definitely. So what would be the hardest part of building up to what you've got with Foley at the moment? You know, sometimes when you're first starting out, you're like, you know, why doesn't nobody, you know, like my stuff? Like, you know, we should be on huge. Why aren't we getting that support slot? Why aren't we getting on, you know, that kind of show? And I don't know, there can be a lot of self-doubt early on, but I guess you just got to play good shows, you know, consistently, but don't play too much because if you're playing three times a week, then people don't value you. I guess there's a lot of balance, like you you got to make sure that you don't kind of burn yourselves out and I guess practice a lot mm. and just, yeah, write good, write good songs and have a good attitude. And Sure. I think with music, it can feel like there's a barrier between being in the audience and being on the stage and you think that you have to reach some magic level before you can get up there. But once you've put yourself out there and managed to, to get a gig, it can flip around and you can see how easy it is to really push through that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And like, you know, that's a great thing about, you know, the Melbourne music community. It's just like encouraging people to be involved. I mean, and that's not always playing music. Like, you know, we've got some friends that just book shows or like, you know, do like uh, like acoustic videos of touring bands or like do art mm. or, and there's like plenty of ways to contribute. I mean, even like just coming to watch shows is contributing. like Supporting other bands. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah, like I remember when me and Birdman played at the Corner Hotel for that Battle of the Bands and it felt like we shouldn't have been there. But I think... <laughs> cause like Imposter a couple, syndrome. Pretty much, like that's that's a big thing for a lot of people. Like, And, and it stops people from taking chances and yeah. you know, asking, can I play on this show? Or like with doing this podcast, I've been inviting people to come and do it and been surprised with some of the people who said yes. Yeah, Both, definitely. Like some of them that haven't actually done them yet, but they're lined up. And it's it's really cool to see that, you know, just asking and reaching out to people can make such a big difference to how you see yourself. And it's the same thing with music. Definitely. Yeah, look, people are nice. People like, you know, most people aren't jerks. So, and like, if you reach out to someone and they are a jerk, then you don't want to be involved with them anyway. So... Yeah. That's cool, man. So, what would be your advice to people who want to get to the stage where they're touring and able to play shows in front of people who are singing along which is one of the cool things about the last time i went and saw you guys yeah look i guess just get out there and do it you know play shows and like at the start just really play any show you can get like reach out to bands reach out to venues say hey you know like if you ever get any you know spots you know we'd love to support and just really yeah put yourself out there practice heaps um Get your social media game going. That's really good as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just just involve yourself and, you know, kind of connect with other bands, make friends with other bands, and then, you know, kind of help each other out, you know, like all ships rise with the rising tide or whatever. You mm. know, everybody helps each other out and everybody's, you know, better for it. That's cool. So the last question for you, Dill, if you could do anything and know that you won't fail, what would you do? I knew this was coming. <laughs> yeah. uh, Is your answer going to be uh, as good as Emma's? No, <laughs> but um, we were actually talking about this the other day, and I was like, you know, we are just kind of like 
really kind of nutting the question out. And it's a tricky question because it's not like that if you're not guaranteed to succeed, it's just not failing. Oh, that's getting technical. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But no, but uh, probably just doing exactly what I'm doing right now, but not doing my day job and instead just doing art Hmm. and just creative stuff nonstop in between the band stuff. Like that would probably be what I'd, you know, love the most. And do you feel like you're on the path towards that? I mean, as much as you could be at this stage? Yeah, definitely. Maybe like doing band more full time and then like in the part time when I'm not doing band stuff or when I'm on the road, like still doing like, you know, creative stuff, even if it's not exactly art, but just doing like, you know, like creative work, creative design work, like that'd be awesome. That's cool. Thanks for the chat, man. It's really good to get uh, into it. Thank you, man. And uh, your song is probably playing right now, fading in. Right now. Yeah, Yeah, cool song. (laughs) That was Dill Kelson. Thanks for listening. You can follow Dylan's band Foley at foley.band. And as always, you can catch me on Twitter at Johnny himself. Until next week, keep putting in work.